everybody, welcome back to the Baby Mamas Podcast. This is episode number 12. What's up? I'm Angie. I'm Jackie. And this is our podcast about trying to get pregnant as married lesbian bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so last episode, we left you with a lot of our frustration because we missed our ovulation or we thought we missed it. We, my, no, Angie's <laughs> ovulation was elusive this month. And then after we were like, okay, we must have missed it. It's over. It's done. Let's move on. Get wasted in Portland. Then she ovulated. <laughs> Surprise twist, everybody. Yep. Just when you think you know what the fuck you're doing. I, I ended up ovulating on day... 22. 22? No, 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 21. 21, we got a positive test late at night, and I was like, what the ever-living fuck is going on? <laughs> and We were so frustrated. I was I was mad. I, it made me mad. I was like, are you... What? Like, I, I was totally fine with it. I had finally been like, okay, I'm good with this. It's done. We're going to move on to November. We have a little bit of a financial break. It'll give us a breather, pay down some bills, whatever. And then she fucking ovulated, and I was like, No. Like, I, I instantly was like, no, I don't believe it. I, I believe this month has been too, too messed up. Like, we can't do it. Let's just let's just skip it. And one of my friends actually kind of agreed with us, but that was before we got three dark tests in a row. And, and then the next morning when I took them, they were even darker, and it was just so obvious. Yeah. And I ended up calling the uh, clinic and asking them if it was a good idea, which I'll play right now. Okay, so Jackie's asleep and I don't want to wake her up because she has to work till 3 in the morning today. But um, it's the morning after I got some darker tests and of course the tests today are darker than that. And it is cycle day 22 for me now. I still think that the clomid is probably doing its job, which is to make you ovulate, which I am doing. So the question is, not go. Just we've already sort of come to peace with the fact that we weren't going to do it this month or go in today and or wait and go in tomorrow because of my whole theory about how I need to do it closer to the end of the surge to keep the sperm alive and closer to when the egg is coming, which could be as late as 48 hours. So I'm going to call the clinic now and see what they say. Good morning, TCRM. Could you hold, please? Yep. Thank you so much. Every parent's wishes for a healthy child. This goal is complicated when there's an increased risk of an inherited condition or chromosome abnormality. Hello, thanks for holding. How may I help you? Hi, um, I had a few questions I'm hoping you can answer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I am on Clomid, but mm-hmm. I didn't actually get a positive LH surge until today, which is day 22 of my cycle, and I'm wondering if that's, like, too late 
to come in and do an IUI. Are you wanting, like, is it for, are you doing an IUI cycle, or? Yeah. Okay, um, hmm, yeah, it might be, um, best to check with the nursing, um, department, uh, can you hold on the line? I'll be right back. Sure, thank you. Thank you. 18 and 13, circulating in the mother's blood. From this information, the chances of down... Here are all the things that could go wrong with your baby once you're actually pregnant. You can choose to have FTS or NIPT separately, oh. or as a combined... Hi, Angela. Thanks for holding. Yep. So I got the nursing uh, department's advice. Uh, they wanted me to book the appointment for you to do IUI, okay. but they will call you um, just after they're finished with uh, all of the morning patients, maybe in an hour or so, okay. to just ask you some questions and then review if it should be done today. Is that okay? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, okay. So um, prepare you... to come in for your insemination at 2.15 today then, okay? Okay. And it's a donor insemination, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. So we're on our way to our unexpected insemination. Um, you go first. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay about it. I think that maybe my body is like this is the time that it needs to happen and I'm trying to be hopeful and think that the extra few days that it took for my lining to build up will maybe create a more habitable place for the egg to fertilize and to be sticky. I kind of said this to you on the phone, I don't think we should be treating this any differently than mm -hmm. the previous two tries. Because it's still a positive LH surge. We have no reason to believe that the LH surge will not indicate that I'm ovulating because it has the past two times. Well, I don't doubt it anymore. Now it's like pretty clear, you know, strips got darker, darker and darker and darker until they stopped being dark and they were as dark as they normally are. So I definitely believe that your LH surge is for real and you're ovulating. I just wasn't expecting it because it's now cycle day 22. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of annoyed. Like I'm annoyed at, I, I, I can tell that you're annoyed and I feel like it's my fault. It's not your, no, it's not your fault. I'm just annoyed with this having no control thing it makes me crazy because every time I like accept something that I'm not expecting like things don't go the way I expect and then I accept it and I get comfortable with it and then they change again and I just don't it's hard it's hard for me like I was totally excited about you know we could go to Portland together and both like drink and have fun and not worry about it and have a little bit of extra money to spend there and you know be able to splurge a little bit and now I'm like stressed about money again <laughs> Yeah. And I also kind of feel like, and this doesn't even make sense, and I don't know why I think this, but I also kind of feel like, because I'm, like, not like, this is it, this is it, I'm like, ugh, I don't even know anymore. Like, I, I just, maybe it's going to happen because I'm not pinning all my hopes on it. And I'm also feeling frustrated because now I know that there's an option to have a monitored cycle costs a little bit more, but you get to do ultrasounds and make sure that the egg is there and that it's growing and that, it, you're, you know, you know exactly when you're ovulating. I kind of wish we could have done that. Yeah, but I don't think they just offer that to you off the bat. But why not? If I'm willing to pay for it, why can't I have it? You know? I would have been happier to do that. I honestly, looking back, if I had known that before, I would have been happier to do that from the start. Because well, why not? I think that's what we should talk to our doctor about and suggest next. And for me, it's like, okay, maybe it's an extra couple hundred bucks a month, but then I'm only spending that extra couple hundred bucks for three months. Instead of spending 
the amount we've been spending for three months and then doing it again for three months. I don't know. It just feels like your timing would be way better if you're monitored. So why couldn't, why can't you just do that from the start if you want to, if you're willing to? Well, I think that when we went into our initial meeting with Dr. Seathram that we didn't have the vocabulary to ask what we needed. We were just sort of like, can we freeze our friend's sperm? And then all this other stuff came up and we were kind of just, okay, I guess that's our options. And we just went with the base one without knowing this. Like we wouldn't have known they how present- hard it was until we did it. But they don't present you with all the information. They just he say... He did talk about super ovulation, but he didn't say, some people have a really fucking hard time with the ovulation sticks and it makes them fucking crazy, so this might be easier for you because he doesn't know that necessarily. Well, he should know that. He but should know that. His, that's not where he's coming from. Well, where he's coming from should be trying to get people pregnant. I'm just feeling stressed because I this, now like the timing is so such a time crunch. I don't want to be late for work. I'm still excited. I'm still glad that we get to try any extra try we have is less time of us being stressed out and not being pregnant. I think that your like annoyed, frustrated energy is like seeping into me because I feel like I'm tiptoeing around you right now. I'm not mad at you. I know you're not, but it's just your energy. Well, I can't just like snap out of it. I had a shitty sleep. I had to, I keep, I got woken up a bunch because we were trying to figure this stuff out. It's just annoying. I'm just annoyed at how everything has gone and how like it keep having these like frustrating hiccups it's just annoying and it's really I'm not in the best I don't know mindset I guess today but I can't just like change it I'm trying to be hopeful and it's like you're poking me being like well don't be upset don't be annoyed don't be frustrated I just this is how I feel how was I doing that I came home and I was no I'm just right now you're saying like you feel like it's it's affecting your energy and you have to tiptoe around me well I'm entitled to my feelings just as much as you are and this is how I feel right now because it's like the worst timing possible, really, mm, for me it's the today. Worst timing possible. You didn't have to come. That's not fair. I'm not saying like you didn't have to come. I'm just saying like. Yes, I do. I'm gonna be there when our our kid is conceived. Well, then don't be annoyed about it. I can be annoyed about it and still want to be there. But then this whole thing is just having like annoyed, frustrated energy around it, and it's like making okay, we me don't feel believe tense. in energy. For one. You know what I mean. You can just choose not to be affected by the fact that I'm annoyed. Like, it's not... No, you can't. You can just choose to not be annoyed. I know this is how we get pregnant. I just hate it. I hate this whole process so much. I'm not having fun, you know? I know it's not supposed to be fun, and I didn't really expect it to be fun. But it's just really fucking stressful. I know, but we can't just like fall apart and get angry and like every single time something it's not every changes single because time. after this, if I'm not on COVID, my okay. cycle is going to be completely unpredictable. I know. So and we need to be able to kind of be like, we don't know when it's going to happen. I understand this. that, but like, and now you're getting mad at me for the way I feel and I don't feel like that's fair. I'm not, no, at no point was I mad at you. No, but it feels like you're blaming me for the way I feel and then like expect all the obvious expectation is that I will change the way I feel so that it doesn't affect you. I can't... I'm... I'm sorry that I'm frustrated. I just... I don't know what else to say. Is this all you do all day? I'm just curious. Pardon me? Do you just do inseminations all day? Or do you like... We all have different assignments that we rotate through every day. Um, so the nurse that does um, 
all the morning OR cases, we'll do the insemination's in the afternoon. So okay. hmm. we have like different assignments. Why wow. were you thinking it would be boring to just be inseminating people all day? <laughs> that <me. laughs> it could be. Yeah. No, we do different stuff. Like some of us will be on the phones or teaching patients or giving test results to patients. It's hmm. always different. That's good. Variety is better. You doing all right? Okay. Shouldn't be too much longer. Oh, I'm in the uterus already. Well, that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> Today, everyone's had nice anatomy. <laughs> You're going to have a little bit of spotting. I could just tell just from when I pulled the catheter out, and that's okay should pass within 24 hours. Go ahead and slide uh, up the table and you can put your legs together in the middle. That's it. Thank you. Awesome. Fingers crossed, okay. Mm -hmm. Call us if you have any questions. We'll be in touch with you regarding your test results if you need to. I feel like everything being different is a benefit for some reason. Yeah. We had a different nurse with different sperm. Different sperm count different sperm count way better sperm count oh my god it was like 9.6 million Woo! The last one was like 4 million it was more than double that means that guy is shooting big loads if after being washed there's 9 million good sperm yeah totally mm-hmm and then I knew we always liked him best no you didn't you were worried about his <laughs> nose and we were sort of a little anxious and not getting along not both in the best mood on our way there which also somehow makes me feel like it's gonna be good and I'm eating a pumpkin scone. It's the power of the pumpkin. I'm going to have a pumpkin spice baby. Pumpkin spice flavored baby. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not the best. I, I was in a terrible mood. I was in a really bad mood and it just, we were both not getting along very well that morning and it came out. We were trying to record it and be like, yeah, I'm excited. And then the minute I said I was frustrated, Ange got mad at me and then we got into a fight. So yeah, that's. I guess part of it. I was embarrassed about that. And I was like, I don't want to put that in. And Angela was like, yeah, but that's how it, that's how we felt. And it's okay that it's stressful and it's okay that it puts extra pressure on our relationship because hopefully, fingers crossed, we don't have to do this forever. Um, yeah. So it was our first insemination with our new donor. Mm -hmm. We had a different nurse. She said that I had nice anatomy. Yeah. It was I think really that's weird. my second compliment that I've gotten. It's true. Apparently her cervix is sexy. <laughs> People love it. Yeah. And this was really exciting that we had a different nurse. So we were like, okay, maybe that's like something, you know, the first two were with somebody else and that didn't work. So different donor, different nurse. And our donor had twice the sperm count. After 10 million. 9.6 million sperm in a washed sample. I was like, damn, if this doesn't work, girl, I don't know what's going to do it. Yeah. That's a lot of damn sperm. Yeah. So that's exciting. So I'm not going to be symptom spotting these two weeks. That's my own personal resolve because it just leads to craziness, craziness and not being able to sleep and being like, what's this? What's that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and I've decided it's pointless. So I'm really just trying not to think about it. So I'm five days or four days past ovulation today. So have another week and a bit to go. Yeah. So and we'll find crossed. out. So that's where we are. We're happy. We're excited. And we're honestly, I think... I feel like because it, I had, like, given up on this month that I j I'm, like, not obsessing. I just, like, for whatever reason, I'm not obsessing this month at all. So it's kind of nice.
So maybe this is what we needed. So this week we have a good friend of ours on the show who is like basically nine months pregnant right now. She's due in a week. Next Monday. Yeah. So everyone, this is Alexis. Hello. I know Alexis from going to school with her. We went to college together. And I think that's when it happens when you're not caring, right? Because that's when it happened. Well, that was my first question. How, not how did you get pregnant? Because I don't need to know those details. I could tell you. I know you could. (laughs) Um, But the question is, how did you find out you were pregnant? And I'm almost 10 months pregnant because nobody tells you that you're 40 weeks pregnant. So it's actually a 10 month thing. When's actually, when's your due date? Uh, Oh, I have two due dates, by the way. What? Yeah. Does that mean you have twins? I hope so. <laughs> um, no, because my first ultrasound, which they tell you the, like the date of you know how far along you are exactly, mm-hmm. I went in on nine weeks on the day, and she told me I was eight weeks, two days, and I was like, you don't know shit. Mm-hmm. And then my second ultrasound, where you could find out the gender, and I was like 20 weeks, I asked her, I said, how far do you think I am? And she, she looked at me, like everything inside. And she goes, you look about, took measurements of the baby and everything. And she's like, 21 weeks and one day to the day. And I was like, that is exactly what I have as well. Mm. And if you, if I talk about my period, my first day of my period, the last day of my period, and when I was ovulating and Graham and I had sex that day, because we only have sex on Sundays. (laughs) Fact. (laughs) She knows exactly when it happened. I do. I know exactly when, because I said something to him. I was like, I'm ovulating. We had just gone off the pill and we were like, we'll see what happens. And I just happened to be like, well, I'm ovulating. Ha ha. I, dude, I got pregnant right away. Mm-hmm. So it all matches up with October 19th. So the first lady, she said I was October 24th. The second lady said October 19th. But my math and all the, and those little, you know, midwife wheels and everything yeah. else says October 19th. So that's what you're going with. That's what I'm going with. My file says October 24th. And they say that they want you to say later because then if you are late, then they're not so like helter skelter about yeah. you know inducing because you're late or whatever which I would never get done anyways mm-hmm. but um how we got pregnant my partner's ex-girlfriend <laughs> God, we're going way back <laughs> this is how deep it goes um decided to throw him a birthday party his 36th birthday party and we were going to Florida and she, she was like what are you doing for your birthday? I want to, you know, are you doing a dinner? And he was like, no, we're going to Florida. We're going to see my sister. She's like, you have to have a dinner. Like you have to, you have to get your friends together. She just goes ahead, texts all his friends, makes reservations, texts him and says, there's reservations in Yale town for 7 PM, uh, for 12 people. Hope Alexis can come by. Oh, <laughs> wow, yeah. that's a lot of nerve. And I was like, hmm, yeah, you know what? I could probably come by my boyfriend's birthday party. <laughs> and since we live together, maybe we could share a cab too. <laughs> <laughs> so I go and I just get wasted, like whiskey on ice all night. We had hangover sex the next day and I, we got pregnant. Oh. So it's like spite conception. It was awesome. <laughs> Are you going to name the baby after her? Oh, fuck no. (laughs) But we originally planned for a dog, and we thought we would just see what happens. But you kept fucking and not getting pregnant with a dog. 
Right. <laughs> right. Well, we, we decided let's go off the pill mm-hmm. and see what happens. I'm 32 and he's 36. And like I said, we have sex on Sundays. Like, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. I went off the pill and three weeks later on the ovulation day and we were like snickering about it hungover, we got pregnant. You are the kind of person that people like us hate. Hate. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I fuck know. You. Get Except out. you can't hate Alexis because she's I too know. funny. <laughs> I know. And it, I feel awful. Like, because I know, like, it's people, not your fault. you know. It's not your I fault. Know. It's, I know. it's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> for the longest time, I was like, oh, shit. Like, what the hell does that mean? Oh, oh, man. I'm probably in for a world of pain or something. How did you decide that you were ready to. For me personally, I don't know what, what happened with Graham, but for me personally, I, with my ex, kept having these dreams like every six months that I was pregnant and I would look down and I'd have this full belly and I would be sobbing in my dreams Mm -hmm. and then I was with Graham and we started to get serious and I had a dream that I was pregnant and I was so happy I know it was so weird and he has nieces and nephews that are you know two three years old and I was just like, you know, it'd be nice if we do have kids, which is something we want to do. A, you're 36 going on 50. We probably <laughs> should do it soon. <laughs> like, and B, it would be nice if they all grew up together like we did with our cousins. Mm. And he was like, you're right. Let's go off the pill. Wow. Yeah. And Ooh. I was shocked. I was like, oh, wow. What, really? Like, I thought this was going to take years. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to have to pull the goalie behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> She'd yeah. do it. She'd totally do it. <laughs> so that's, yeah, we just kind of agreed on it. And then we didn't realize how fast it would be. Yeah. Nobody really expects it to happen that fast. That's exactly what happened. We thought, oh, okay, we'll have summer. <laughs> we'll have summer. And like, you know, I, we imagined maybe at the end of summer. We, and everybody warns you it's going to take a while. It's going to yeah. take a while. Yeah. So I think, and I think also we had that conversation where we were like, if it doesn't happen, we're okay with that too. Mm, and, right. you know, like I have had kind of a slutty teenage <laughs> history and I had had abortions. And so, and I don't even know if he even really kind of grasped that. And so my mm. fear was like, what if I can't get pregnant now? Like, yeah. what if I was just so reckless as a kid, took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And now when I want it, and it's not going to happen. So I had to kind of just talk myself into it might not happen, mm-hmm. especially if you're only having sex on Sundays. <laughs> so I said to him, what if it doesn't? And he said, well, then we'll get dogs and we'll travel. Yeah. And we just seemed okay with that. That's nice. Yeah. It's really cool that you had that conversation. Because, I mean, yeah. for a lot of like couples like us, we kind of have to have that conversation. Because there is, there's, there's a higher chance that we could not, yeah. you know, make it happen. Although we do have two wombs, so you feel like that maybe. Gives your double, odds a bit better. Yeah. But double womb. Double womb. Um, <laughs> but I think a lot of people don't have that conversation. And then yeah. when they're faced with it, it, like they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. They don't know how to handle it. So on that kind of note, how do you guys handle stress? Wait, wait. No, I want to ask something. Oh. <laughs> Does being pregnant make you feel different about your abortions? Yes. I felt so guilty. Really? Like, so. I had always known, because my abortions, like, were when I was like 15, mm-hmm. 15 and like 19. Mm-hmm. And I knew at 15, that was for sure right. At right. 19, I was like, oh, I don't know. I, don't, I, I thought I could survive, you know, like I could do it. But my partner at the time wasn't into it. I mean, we were teenagers, right? And so, and then in the long run, you look back at it and you're like, I definitely made the right choice. Like I wouldn't have gone to college. I wouldn't have met you guys, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and I, you wouldn't well, be here right I now. I would not be that's here right now. That's the main thing is that right? we've known you. So <laughs> There's so much that you, yeah. you don't realize. You're like, I would not have been able to do all these things and be the person I am. Mm-hmm. And then 
you now that I'm pregnant, I'm like, well, fuck, like you feel a little guilty. Like what makes this baby more special than the other babies? Right. But at the same time, I, I also feel like you are super special because this was the right time mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. I mean, I, I've said this before. I've never had to think about abortion for myself. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I don't think it's a good thing. I yeah. definitely like 15. Like what would your life have been right? like? Honestly? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a rough, yeah. rough path. I would have a, gra- a high school graduate right now. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Right. That's, yeah. When you think about it. Oh my God. I'm pretty sure I've slept with a high school graduate like last year. <laughs> <laughs> Graham's not going to listen, right? Your mom had you pretty young, right? She did. She totally, she got pregnant at 16. She had me at 17. And that's the pattern. Right. That's teenage moms have daughters that are, become teenage moms. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't be that. I couldn't do it. Did she know about she did. Not right away. She knew after. She did the math and she was like, um, I see what happened here. Oh, okay. Yeah. And did you guys talk about it? Kind of. We weren't very close. We fought like like crazy. And mm-hmm. so then she was like, I wish you had told me. I could have I could have been there for you. But it's like we had no relationship. We had no communication. So how would I have been comfortable to come to you oh, like with something so important? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am still really close with the guy that it happened with. We actually had dim sum the other day. That's awesome. Oh, I want dim sum. I know. Let's just go for dim sum. Yeah. <laughs> End of the podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> your relationship with your mom was, was hard growing up. Yeah. Now that you're pregnant, do you feel like it's made a difference? Like it's changed mm. things? In my first trimester, a lot of childhood resentment came up. A lot. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. A lot mm. of child. Like I... All of a sudden, like super hormonal, felt all, a lot of anger that I think I used to make up excuses for her being like, well, she was young, you know, she was abused, like she didn't know. And then, yeah, I was angry for other things later on in life that I was like, hey, there's no excuse. Like you're older, we're, you know, like I shouldn't have to always be reminding you who the parent is here. And then my first trimester came and I was like, you know what? Fuck you. You were a bad mom. Like there's no excuse for that. Like, you left me at home at 12 by myself while you were at your boyfriend's for the whole weekend. Oh. Yeah. Wow. All by myself. I know, right? And I never would say that out loud, and I never really thought about it until this happened, and I was like, wow, that's really shitty. Yeah. And then she was, like, so excited about me being pregnant, and she was like, oh... I'm going to be in your delivery room, right? And I was like, I can't even look at you right now. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know if I'll call you on the day. <laughs> and then uh, my second trimester came up and I was like, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. Like, I get it. I'm aware of these feelings. I'm okay. You know, like, it is what it is. And I've, I've kind of leveled off. Like, I, I, I think she kind of got the boundary point where I set, tried to set between us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a roller coaster of emotions towards her. That's interesting. I find that really interesting because you Mm -hmm. work with youth. So you'd Mm -hmm. think that that kind of, that would maybe even, because you work with kids whose Mm -hmm. parents leave them home by themselves. And like, I mean, I'm sure there's Mm -hmm. all sorts of varying degrees of better and worse, but you'd think that that would be a trigger point. Yeah, no. I mean, it's been, if anything, it's been something I could like use as a bond with kids. Like, oh yeah, I've been there. Oh yeah, you know, my my mom did that. Or we, you know, we we got into physical altercations. I know what it's like, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until all I, I guess, became somewhat of a mom myself or was on my way to that I was just like, wow, that was really shitty. Mm-hmm. That sucks. It's also hard to, to it's hard to own that stuff sometimes mm-hmm. because it, it changes the way people look at you or the way you even think about yourself and your own relationship, your own yeah. development. But I've heard from people that 
have tough relationships with their parents, that having a kid can sort of be a bridge for that. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, for the parent, it's like they get a chance to be better to their grandchild than they were to their kid. Totally. Which can go both ways, right? It can either make you more resentful, like, why the fuck weren't you like this when I was that age? Like, it's your second chance. Or you can be like, oh, so you're not, you know, you have that capability. At least, at least my kid gets better than than I had. Which I think, I think she's at now. As she's gotten older and older and older, she's become more supportive of family, like her, her own nieces and nephews and myself. And even one time we were hanging out like a month or so ago and she even said, she called out her sister for doing something to, you know, her niece, our, my, her sister's daughter. And her sister yelled at her daughter in public. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, you know, you can be angry, but you shouldn't shame her in public like that. Like, you know, that will stick with her. And I'm like, <laughs> looking at her like, who the hell are you to give parenting advice? One. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it's true. That is right. Like, you should not shame your daughter in pu- or your children in public. Mm-hmm. And then and she, she said herself, she goes, you know, I know I was not a perfect parent at all. Or I know that I did a lot of bad things. And I wanted to so badly be like, really? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. I want to know what you think yeah. it was Where bad. do you begin on that scale? That I just kind of was like, okay, so you know. Like, I'm sure deep down mm-hmm. she knows mm-hmm. her faults and, and the shitty things that she did. That's how I kind of feel about my mom. I mean, I yeah. know she knows she's she was a shitty mom. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't gotten to the place where she can admit it. Yeah. yeah. She still wants me to, like, validate her and be like, we had, you had a good childhood, right? And I have to always just be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because there's no point like, in getting into it. Right. What do you mean by that? Considering that she doesn't even remember half of it because she was yeah. wasted. Right. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think, yeah, with this whole, it's all coming up that she's getting all excited to have her second chance. And I'm like, that's, sure, that's fine. Mm-hmm. As long as there's some boundaries I think because at first she was coming at me like I want to do your shower I want to do this I want to be in the room and I was like or you'll ask what I want yeah (laughs) or you'll just wait by the phone and I'll call you when I need you Mm -hmm. she's like who's in your room I don't know the midwife I don't even know if Graham's going to be in the room at this point yeah I'll be there I know that for sure yeah (laughs) the baby probably yeah Yeah. (laughs) hopefully (laughs) Alexis might want to get rid of it before it comes out (laughs) after yesterday I don't even know stay in there so bit. aside from like the obvious like abuse and like things yeah. that are not legal, what is one thing <laughs> that you're definitely not going to do that your mom did? Uh, I'm not going to do that my mom did. I think the major thing, these are really good questions. This has become like a counseling session. <laughs> I think um, the main thing that reminds me of my childhood is telling my child that I love them. Mm. She never told me she loved me. We had no communication. She didn't have any communication with her parents. And she she came from a house of abuse. And so I think with me, it was just kind of, she was great. Like, she was great on some times, some terms, you know, certain situations, whatever. Even though we were so close in age, we weren't close. Right. We had no relationship. I think she worked really hard trying to prove to her family and prove to herself that she would be more than just a teenage mom. So she right. put herself through college. You know, we were only on welfare for a couple of years and she actually used it, mm-hmm. you know, and to get by. And then she became really successful professionally. Mm-hmm. But while she was working so hard to provide for me financially and prove to herself professionally, there was this window where we totally missed out on communication and relationship mm-hmm. building and we just didn't know 
how to talk to each other and well, still it sounds like she didn't have any of the tools that yeah. most people come like you have learned how to communicate mm-hmm. outside of that relationship yeah. so you're bringing that to you to becoming a parent mm-hmm. but your mom didn't ever get to learn no. that or whatever no you know yeah. so I think a big one for me is is communicating with my child and letting them know that they can talk to me you know in case something happens because I never was able to talk to her and reminding them of their value and their worth and that they're loved mm-hmm. which I, I think the only time she said she loved me was when she was mad at me and it was like it was like you know I love you right Oh. And I was like, oh, my God, no. And <laughs> you're, like, crying <laughs> because it was the only time I would hear it. So that's definitely something I know for sure. that, And especially if it's, I mean, both ways, daughter or son. But mm-hmm. I think it really affects you when you're a girl and you don't have a father figure and your mm-hmm. mom's not, you know. Mm-hmm. Hearing it is a big thing. Like, it, it means something. Yeah. It, there's a reason we say it. And I say it to Ange, like, a hundred times a day. I know. Yeah, so do but my <laughs> <laughs> but, like, my family, I don't feel like we said it a lot to each other either. Yeah. My mom says it now. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, all right. I think some there was, like, a shift when I was, like, 20, probably 21. It kind of normalized. It got a bit better. And it's mm-hmm. been better and better and better. She gets better with age, you know? Yeah. <laughs> She's that good red wine. Yes. You mean, you mean unlike eggs? <laughs> yeah. Ew, what? <laughs> you know. talking about my eggs? Fertility, all of our eggs. Um, so Let's talk about... Your pregnancy, because I know you have a lot to say. You're <laughs> bursting at the seams at the moment. Yeah. Literally. She just physically. showed us her um, belly button, which is non-existent. Yeah. Really and she also was telling us that yesterday she was having so much pain that she wanted someone to just take the baby out. Just like cancel pregnancy. Yeah. I actually just wanted somebody to take me out back and shoot me. Is <laughs> how I literally felt. So I guess that is like physically like widening your pelvis yeah. is like opening yeah my hips oh, i've heard it your your hips feels. are actually opening and there's like a it's relaxing hormone and your ligaments and everything is just relaxing to open up mm. do you feel like your insides are gonna fall out no i don't think so that's good <laughs> hopefully I'm, that means I you won't pop, have like a prolapsed uterus or yeah anything. i might pop a hemi but mm. you haven't had those yet Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole time. Mm-hmm. But, like, not um, painful ones. Like, ones I don't even notice. Like, there's one that peaks out when I do a number two. Mm. But then it's just, like, swells. And then, um, like, a half hour later, it's gone. How mm. do you know if you have them? Well, when I go to wipe, I'm like, holy shit, should I be worried about this? Oh. But I don't notice bloody? it. I don't I don't notice it any other time. And then I asked, Graham had been panicking about it. He's like, you've had a hemorrhoid, like, this whole time. <laughs> what did he think that was going to do The baby's going to come out. He's like, you probably should. I don't know. He he stresses about, he's like running to the doctors, takes something, like stresses out. He gets constipated because he worries too much. And I'm like, <laughs> it's cool, whatever. I haven't pooed in three days, whatever. It's no big deal. And then, so we go to the midwife and he's like, so should she be worried about that? Midwife's like, is it bugging you? I'm like, no. She's like, then leave it alone. <laughs> just let it be. It's not like a weird, like, it's just a hemorrhoid, you know? It's, it's just a bump. It's yeah. just like a swollen bump, like yeah. probably the size of a small grape mm. that pops out and then it just like disappears. And then if I go poop, it pops out. Mm. Oh. I know. Speaking of poop, <laughs> are you worried that you're going to take a big shit on the table during your labor? Mm. This is Andrew's is this why question. you don't want to have Graham in the room? I have actually requested for a water birth in at BC Women's. Mm. So they have two rooms, and um, you can't reserve them because 
due dates don't mean shit. Right. So you just show up, and if it's free, if it's available, you get it. So I guess if I poop, I should give him one of those nets, like <laughs> like one of those fish tank nets. Oh, pool boy. <laughs> we, have a, we have a problem. I'm not worried. I mean, they say, my like other friends of mine say, it's like taking a really big poop. Hmm. With like, that. I've heard the the labor, the contractions are like really bad menstrual cramps. And then when you go to push, it's like taking a really big poop. Mm-hmm. Out your vagina. I've I'm, definitely never taken a shit that big. I don't know, man. Like I, I think I have. No, you. <laughs> I think I. I I'm don't not know. I'm gonna answer that. If That's I poop, I poop, right? Whatever. But are you worried about like Graham seeing it and then being like, we can never have sex on Sunday ever? <laughs> <laughs> I asked him to get in the into the water with me. I said, are you going to get into the water? And he was like, uh... And he asked the midwife, and she was like, yeah, you can be in the water with her and massaging her. You can you can catch or receive the baby as it comes out. You can be behind her, supporting her. He was like, okay, all right, because he wanted to know what his role was. And then we go home, and I get into the bath at home, and he comes and sits next to me at the bathtub, and he's like, I'm not getting in the water with you. <laughs> I'm like, you're not? And he goes, I'm not getting in that water with you. (laughs) He's like, I don't know what kind of shit's going to be floating around between, like, the placenta and the the plug and the bloody show. He's like, I don't need to know anything. I don't. He's like, I will just be on the side, like, rubbing your back, whatever you need. I don't know if I can get in that water. We should tell him that the placenta, like, if he's still in there when the placenta's coming out, he should probably not be in there any longer. I saw a photo online of, like, a birth, and it's, like, a family in the pool after this mom had just given birth, and the water... Was, like, purple? It was, like, just... It looked like it was just blood. Yeah. And they're all, like, posing with this baby, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I can't wait. Like, I don't don't think pregnancy, and I don't think that... Um, giving birth is disgusting, but yeah. sitting in a pool of someone else's fluids, blood or otherwise, that's too much. They well, say, much. they say though, because my, my doula, she, her husband is really germaphobe and he was like, I'm not getting in that pool. Do your hippy dippy shit in the living room. <laughs> have your water birth. Who cares? Blah, blah. And then when the time came, like she was in labor for like three and a half days. Mm. And when the time came, he was in that water with her. So I'm just going to pack Graham's swimsuit. If it's, if it happens, it happens. I might just birth the thing myself (laughs) and then look at him and be like, I fucking made this. I did this by myself. Get out of my way. (laughs) Or, you know, he can get in. It's cool. doesn't matter. I think it's really good to be kind of easygoing about the birth plan stuff. Because I've heard a lot of people get, like, super specific and, like, this is exactly what I want. And then it just almost never goes according to plan because you can't plan something I think you're asking for chaos if you plan like that. We don't have a birth plan at all. Aside from if there's – if it's available, water birth. Yeah, if and not, you have a doula. Yeah, if I if if I don't have a water birth, my benefits cover me for a private room, mm. and I think they usually have a shower. I'm a really water person. Like mm. this whole, I feel I feel like that's really going to help me. You've been swimming. Yeah, yeah and I, every night I yeah. take baths. I haven't been swimming in a while though. Shame, shame. Oh, wow. uh, but I take baths every night to for my hips and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be really good for my muscles when the time comes mm-hmm. and to help with the contraction. But in terms of drugs and everything else, I'm like, yeah, we'll see. see, see Apparently the like. gas is really good. I've heard that. From I've also heard people. half the time it's fake. What? Yeah. I've heard some people say that they just give you the mask to like 
make you feel like oh like you're breathing it's you know don't forget to breathe and you're breathing it in and it's kind of like like the placebo effect you know well why would they do that i don't know well, definitely when Emily was know. on here, she was talking about it and she was definitely getting the real stuff because yeah. she was like every inhale, I was like super flirty with the anesthetist. <laughs> and then I'd like take the mask off and be like, oh, fuck, did I just say that? <laughs> I should, I should, I feel like that might be up my alley. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So what's been the worst part of the pregnancy? Worst? Mm. I thought it was magical. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was, I've been pretty lucky. I didn't get sick. I, my first trimester, I ate, like, really bad PMS. Like, I couldn't stop carving up. Mm. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) But then I also went, like, in this weird, awkward, bloated phase, and everyone thought I was showing, like, really early because I just gave two shits about what I was eating. Mm. And then uh, the hormones were really bad. I hated, my first trimester, I hated everybody. Fuck you, fuck you, give me your seat, get the fuck off the bus, I hate you. And then second trimester came, and I was like, oh, no, no. I like you. <laughs> Graham, he, I still love you. Don't worry. <laughs> um, Do you think he was worried during that first he trimester? He was. He totally was. He thought, and that, that was frustrating, too. He thought, like, we had it so bad and that I had it so bad. And he was like, oh, shit, what did we do? Mm-hmm. But everyone else that we had spoken to was like, um, no, that's totally normal. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a completely normal thing like just wait it's not a big deal second trimester I leveled off third trimester was like it hit me like the pain all of a sudden it was just like everything became really heavy and um things started to open up and it's been painful since that being said, I have to tell all of our listeners that Alexis is like one of the most beautiful pregnant Stop. women I've ever seen. No. At her at her shower, I literally was like, "Are you kidding?" Like <laughs> this short knit dress no. and this gorgeous like Aztec vest thing, oh, sweet. which is funny. Uh, and you just looked gorgeous, like this beautiful goddess woman. It's and true. She kept talking about it after we left. I was really annoyed. I was like, I don't even look that good, and I'm not even a little pregnant. I That makes me feel really nice. <laughs> Thank you, because I definitely do not do not feel that way at all. Yeah. And now you like, my hands are so puffy, my feet are puffy, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it hurts. Everything hurts. Alexis is hot. There no. you go. That's, that's, the, that's the point. That's um, but you. she's not available, you guys. No. <laughs> so no. if you have a boy... Yes. Are you going to circumcise? I say no. What does Graham say? Graham has said previously yes, but it has not come up since. And so I feel like, fingers crossed, I've won that battle. We took a prenatal in a day class with a bunch of doulas hosting it and some other pregnant peoples. And I knew, and I didn't mean to throw them under the bus like viciously or anything, maliciously, but I wanted professionals like people someone in the field to talk about it with him and bring him facts I brought it up and I said can we talk about circumcision and my point of bringing that up was because I don't have a penis and so sometimes it's frustrating having the argument with the guy that has the penis Mm -hmm. and he feels like he can veto my opinion because he has a penis Mm -hmm. and his family went oh you know they're very you know um traditional white (laughs) (laughs) that's yep okay Mm, affluent Mm. um privileged privileged i definitely dropped the p word around his family a Mm. lot they yeah they are they're all circumcisers 
I brought it up and they started spewing out these facts. But of course, also they're doulas too. So they were like, they were trying not to be biased, but they were mm-hmm. hardcore on the whole, like, it's awful. Mm-hmm. And Graham just kind of sat there looking like a Cirque Nazi in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. But it was good because other couples were like, well, we didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, other moms were like, shit, that's good to know. Like, so there's only one doctor in like BC or whatever, Dr. Pollock or whatever, mm-hmm. who does circumcisions and vasectomies. And he has zero bedside manner and he lines them up like a factory oh. line and just goes all the way down. Yeah. Brutal. And they're strapped from their arms and their legs and across their abdomen. And um, it's just not necessary. It's yeah. not necessary anymore. Yeah. And so I'm trying to tell that to Graham. Technically, it's, it never was. No. It people never, didn't really understand why it was being done. Right. So. You know, and people are trying to pull the skin back when their mm-hmm. baby is to clean it because they're all freaking out. And you're not supposed to pull the skin back till they're like two. And just let it be. And I mean, unless there's something stuck in there, like it's like, like any other skin fold. Yeah, you're not you're not supposed to touch it. Just mm-hmm. because when they're pulling it back too much, it's when there's a rip and then there's an infection from there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really getting that, and he was doing this whole like, "Oh, I want my kid to be like me." And I was like, "I don't get, that. I don't get that either." Like, why? You Are know? we going to stand next to each other with our penises right? out and go, "Why does mine look a little different?" No, right? That's weird. And that's what his <laughs> sister said too. She. Her husband's Jewish, so I get I get that on that sense, and so at least there's like a a reason, right? I mean, I don't really agree with it anyway, but at least there's like a reason. I know, and we both. She was saying with me, she was like, you know, most kids aren't nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like she was saying, my son is going to be probably one of the few that is, and everybody else isn't going to be. Mm -hmm. And her husband, and they're from the States, her husband was arguing her like, no, no, that's not true, Carmen. She's like, I swear to you, it is. Mm -hmm. And already the boys in our family, I was listing off all the toddler boys in the family being like, you know, Nathan's the only one and the other three aren't. And And when they whip out their dicks and they're comparing them, which apparently boys do, he's going to feel foolish. He's totally... Or, or how about this? Penises are all weird, so what fucking difference does it make? They are. And she said, she goes, you know, her husband takes baths with Nathan, and, he, you know, then it looks the same. And I looked at Graham, and I was like, can you not have a conversation with our son mm-hmm. and say, back in the day, Nana and Papa thought it was the thing to do, the right thing to do. It's, we didn't think it was anything to do, mm-hmm. you know? And it's... We decided instead to just teach you good hygiene. Yeah, right? Yeah. Instead of taking a piece of you away without giving you any right. choice in the matter. Yeah. I, I don't have a penis, but I have a huge opinion about it. I, I know. Get riled up. So it's I do. good that you I do. are non No. <laughs> she would have been like, I, no. <laughs> I, when people, because, okay, so one of our friends, same, basic, same argument. Yeah. My husband is, he wanted our son to be because he is. Yeah. And then she said, she's a nurse, and she said, fine, if that's something she said, I don't feel like I can make the choice because I don't have a penis. I feel like this is your domain. Yeah. So then she said, fine, if you want him to have it done, you're going to watch one being done. Yes. And he did, and then he was like, never mind. Yeah. And that's exactly my friends, too. I have circumcised friends, Mm -hmm. and uh, they were like, you know what? Have Graham watch a YouTube video of it. He's like, because I tried to watch a video could barely make it in he's like and his son is not circumcised so mm. i feel like it hasn't come up since and i think graham has heard the argument and has seen me be like no it's not gonna fucking happen mm-hmm. um and his sister admitted later on to me that she was like i could not be in the room i stood outside in the hall 
heard my baby crying and mm. I was bawling the whole time. Yeah. And I told Graham that and I hope he remembers that. Mm -hmm. And if it comes up again, which I don't think it will, mm -hmm. but if it happens to come up again, that's what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. If you can make it through this video and you still feel like you want our son to do that, just so he can look like you, then we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. But I'm not even going to entertain a fucking conversation until you watch that video. Doctors don't tell you to do it. And then you have a new baby and you're treating an open wound. Oh, mm -hmm. God. Like, yeah. right at the beginning of its life. And, like, there are so many studies to show that something like that, an early trauma, which it is, because yeah. you're intentionally causing them intense pain, yeah. fucks them up. Yeah. It, like, does something to you. Yeah. It's a, a huge amount of, like, stress hormones and everything in your in your baby's system that they don't, are, they don't need. No. They don't need that. Life is going to be hard enough to adjust to. Yeah. So, no. I'm... Not surprised that that's Now are you going to circumcise a girl? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah that, because those things are yeah. weird Vaginas looking. are disgusting. Get rid of them. Sick. Yeah. We're so just going to show, show her shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you guys talked about, I mean, we kind of touched on this, but have you talked about what kind of parents you want to be in terms of, like, discipline? We definitely talked about and agreed on solidarity. Mm. As, no matter what, we have solidarity. And even if you do not agree, if I'm being too harsh or if you're being too harsh, we will never say it in front of the kid. We'll pull each other aside and say, you know, maybe that's a bit rash. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should have a conversation. And then I will let you or you let me go back into the room and have that conversation with our child. Because once we start cutting each other down or, or you know, interfering with each other's disciplinary, like it's not, that's not, we see it. His sister and her, and her husband do it all the time. Mm -hmm. The husband is, he's the disciplinary and the sister's really like, oh, well, once I hugged him and I laid with him for a bit and, and her husband's like, he'll stomp down the hallway so his son can hear him humming kind of thing and get, mm -hmm. and get put fear in him. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you don't finish chewing your food at the table, like you're going straight to bed kind of thing because he holds it in his cheek mm -hmm. and then, um, Carmen will pipe up and be like, well, he can't go to bed right now because his bed sheets are in the dryer. And so it's like, well, now he knows. Yeah. <laughs> and like, why are you guys doing that to each other? Like, you've got solidarity. Yeah. So we've agreed on that. My parents totally did that. And then yeah. that leaves room for kids because kids are little manipulative assholes. Totally. I'm going to be a great parent, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But seriously, <laughs> no. I, then you're like, hey, I know their weakness. Yeah. So they tr start playing you against each other. Yeah. And I swear to you, my parents... <laughs> they're divorced for a reason <laughs> i'll just say that and they couldn't could, they couldn't get to that point where they could agree on a lot of stuff yeah. so my sister especially because she was the first she was the oldest played them against each other yeah. and they fought all the time yeah. about parenting stuff and that sucks well nathan cries for mom all the time mm -hmm. and then you can see already he's just turned three Excuse me. I wonder if you could hear that on the mic. <laughs> he is seeking for approval from dad already mm. because dad's like, that's the bad cop all the, t all the time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we agreed solidarity. We agreed we were going to spank our kids. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Look at the faces. But not like, uh, first of all, not a first resort. Not... Um, not in a form of like, you know, the belt or the spoon or anything. But if it was like a safety issue and our kid, you know, we're loading up the car and darts out behind a car, like in a parking lot or on a street and it's a safety thing. Like I'm talking like whaps on the bum. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Like whaps on the bum in, you know, when 
they're younger, younger, younger. I'm not going to pull my six-year-old, bend them over their, my knee in front of everybody and mm-hmm. start whooping them. We, we, we agreed, like, you know, we got a little bit when we were kids, and that's okay, and depending on the, the force and the, and the situation, they're gray area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it totally is. Well, it's not illegal. No. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Well, I did, when we were in and school also, together, mm. I did a paper on this, and there's been a lot of studies yeah. about it. And mm-hmm. one of the things was that they showed that if kids didn't have warmth from their parents mm-hmm. afterwards and on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. then the the spanking would be negative for them. Yeah. And then they would be more aggressive, and they would yeah. not understand what was going on. Yeah. But if their parents are warm and they're doing... They would spank them and then also have that like a conversation. I love you and yeah, the, yeah, that kind of thing. Do you know then, why that you know you were in trouble for that or that was really scary that you ran out on the street like that? Like you scared mommy like that. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. So like you know, there's a that was bad, but no, I love you, and that's why we did this. Mm-hmm. But and it's not a first resort. It's not like oh, you didn't finish your dinner. I'm gonna yeah. smack you and then toss you into your bedroom. I will also say I was spanked. Yeah, I was spanked. By one parent out of anger and in a terrifying way. Yeah. And I was spanked by the other parent in a disciplinarian fashion. Yeah. And I think my family particularly communicated in anger mm-hmm. most of the time. So in Mine that too. context, it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But when I look at it in isolation, the way that one of my parents did it, mm-hmm. it was not, I don't think it was a, a negative thing for me. Yeah. In the way that it was done yeah. by my one parent. So. Yeah. I just think when there's this, there's this parenting now and, and parents are afraid to discipline and, yes. and they're, yes. they're just having these conversations, these gentle conversations yeah. and, and the kid's just, you know, manipulative little bastard that's getting away with shit and knows that they can get away with shit. It's like, okay, I will be the parent and I'm going to give you a little whap on the butt. And you're going to know that was wrong. And then you're going to sit in a corner or you're, and then we're going to have a conversation and you're going to know that was wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. I think yeah. that I, I think that that's not. So don't I, I don't call di- MCFD on me, I don't, guys. I don't disapprove of that. Okay. Not that I'm like the person <laughs> that you need to. Like, don't. My opinion is nothing. Are you scared about your vagina ripping open? Totally. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you scared that you're going to be like incontinent afterwards? That scares me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. But you know what? You can become anally incontinent. Like people talk about the like. Leaking? Leaking, but anally incontinent? Could you imagine if you that had to shit yourself? Sucks. I, My, mean, I, I had a girlfriend come over the other day, and she I think she told me she had two stitches. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you had two stitches. And she literally yelled out, um, I feel like I need to take a big shit in her labor. <laughs> like, as she was pushing. She was like, oh. That's awesome. And then she told me her girlfriend um, got 80-something, like 88 stitches. No. <gasps> Like what? she ripped, she ripped from Everything. her from her vag to her anus. She got <gasps> a vagina. You know what I've heard is that you can actually rip up your clit. Yeah, you can rip up. That's terrifying. Yeah, not always down in your perineal or whatever. You you can go upwards. Perineum. Per, per, perineal. <laughs> your perineal. Is that a flower? Yeah, or like a ah, type of flower. Yeah. That's wow. terrifying. That's... I want my all my my stuff to stay intact. I'm really, um, yesterday I like had a bit of a like, I don't know if I can do this. Like I, I'm, I'm getting really scared of, of what's, what's coming. Cause I just don't know what to expect. Just I think that's, time. I think that's completely normal. Yeah. Cause it's the one, th- it's like one of the only things in life you have no way of having, like you can hear 
from other people, but you can't know what it's going to feel like. It's everybody's experience is different. Mm -hmm. And basically you get pregnant and you're like, yay, I'm pregnant. And then it's like a time bomb counting down each week. And you're like, yay, only, you know, 24 weeks until I meet my baby. And then you're all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, 24 weeks. And then shit's going to hit the fan. And I don't know what that's going to feel like. And, Mm -hmm. and then beyond that, whatever, however that goes, then you still have to deal with being a mom yeah yeah it really yesterday i was literally laying there like i don't know if i can do this i don't know i don't know what kind of pain's coming for me i don't know how long the labor is going to be i don't what if i I don't know if i can handle it then we got to bring it home and it can't die like i don't know man like i don't know what to do (laughs) you'll figure it out and if you can't you have lots of people to to ask for help okay i'm going to show you a picture of our sperm donor i haven't shown you right no okay you have to tell me yeah honest Real time reaction. I haven't seen any, and I didn't know that you guys were changing them. And mm-hmm. okay, so how many how many do you get from this guy? Oh, he's cute. Oh, really? He's cute. Yeah. We just have that one picture. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah. How many donations do you get from this guy? Is well, he had six at the clinic, so it depends on how many we buy and when we buy. He's it. um, he looks young. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's we that, like the young. Sperm. He's about twenty one, I believe. He's a college. Student. He's in school for criminal justice. Yeah. He's cute. Yeah, right? He looks like uh he looks like he's hung. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He looks tall. You he heard looks, it here first, folks. He looks like he's got oh, he's packing heat. Oh, I'd I hook up with that guy. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Nice. Sweet. Totally. But I've said a lot of things about the people I've hooked up with, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Alexis approved. <laughs> Fantastic. Do you still do it on Sundays? now that you're pregnant oh my god i cannot wait to get this baby out of me and have proper sex again yeah how do you do it you have to like always do it from behind it sucks <laughs> it absolutely sucks and not in the good way like it's awful and i first of all love having sex and then when i have sex i have orgasms quite easily all i need is a good six minutes oh yeah like 10 if we're having foreplay you know like <laughs> i And then I got pregnant and I was just so hormonal. We were fighting and then we weren't doing it. And then I think four to six weeks went by and I started crying and I was like, we haven't had sex. And then, um, because there's nothing sexier than a blubbering mess. Right. (laughs) Who's always, who like actually hates you. Like, like who wants to spit on you when you're sleeping. Sometimes hate sex is okay. It's all, he can't do it. I think that, I think that, I think, you know, if we are fighting, maybe sometimes you should just put me in my place. He's like, I can't even have a conversation with you. I don't want to. And I'm like, you're such a pussy. Get out. (laughs) But then I started to show and he couldn't be like the positions started to get awkward and then it was just from behind and that's like next to impossible and it's 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 frustrating because you have more blood flow down there and so you'd think that you would you would have orgasms even easier but it's harder and you can only do it you know from behind or like I've tried to be on top but you try not to get into your own head and you just feel like this is disgusting. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I do not feel sexy at all. And yeah, so we like, we, we have tried to maintain a sex life. And especially since we know that there may not be one for a while <laughs> after. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and he, it affects him too. Cause he's like, wow, I feel like a loser. I can't get my girlfriend off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I want to be like, well, why don't you just, Put your face down there, but 
I wouldn't put my face down there. <laughs> I wouldn't. You know what? That's pretty awesome. I wouldn't. I put, took a mirror down there and I was frightened. It was awful. What, does it look different? Yes, it looks way different. No one tells me that. That makes sense to me, it's though. It's so swollen. It looks like I had, like, a whole football team have a run at me. <laughs> I, it's so puffy and pink and swollen and because I can't like groom anymore. Yeah. And I have so to patchy. I've had to groom by feeling my way, like paint <laughs> by numbers. Like I'm feeling my way around. And, and then I took, a, for the first while, I took a mirror down there and I was like, holy shit. I can see the hemi. I can see my vagina's Aww. puffy. Like it's just fucking terrible mm. it doesn't look wow. the same i know and then you get scared and you're like is it gonna go back to normal like i i like my vagina mm-hmm. or i did <laughs> i don't know i'll let you guys know what happens <laughs> afterwards jeez well we're looking forward to that conversation yeah. maybe we just should like not do this anymore i know <laughs> you uh, just wait nobody tells you that your yeah. vagina totally morphs into a growler (laughs) (laughs) nobody nobody warns you of this shit and i remember talking to my doctor when i very very first got pregnant i was like oh my god what's happening how come nobody tells you this and she's like because if people talked about it then nobody would get pregnant (laughs) like it's pretty it's pretty crazy all right well so i know you have names picked out you don't have to say them but give us some suggestions for our baby's name so these are the names I like for girls. I like Mabel. I like old names, P.S., by the way. I Everybody's like, into old names. I like old names, yeah. Mabel, I like Francis. I like Esme, Ophelia, and Hazel. Ophelia's pretty. I really like Hazel. Yeah, I really yeah. like Hazel, too. What happened? He didn't like Hazel. Oh, right. I really liked Hazel. I, I also like Amelia, mm-hmm. and I liked... Um, That's one of mine, too. Yeah. Lourdes. Like Lourdes. those, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for boys, Francis again, mm-hmm. Henry, Alexander, Oscar. I like Oscar, mm. and uh, I like Bo. Bo. I like How would that. you spell it? B O B E A U. Um, I put both down actually, mm-hmm. and I also put um, which Graham totally vetoed without even any consideration. Bodie, like from Point Break, Patrick Swayze, mm-hmm. and Keanu Reeves <laughs> when they were the surfers. I really like that one. Bodie. Bodie. We've not had any queer guests. No, we haven't. We're such bad gay people. This is part of why we're doing this. We don't know enough gay parents. So if you want to be on the show and you're queer, let us know. Totally. Live in the Vancouver area. Hit us up. Or want to travel.